Oh boy, here we go for a Monday show, and it's going to be a grind. We are going into the moto drought of summer is what we're going into, even though we had insane moto over the weekend. And it was, a, it was on Friday, there was moto. Saturday, there was moto. Sunday, there was, there was just moto, moto, moto. There was insanity in the world of motocross on uh, this entire weekend. So we've got a lot. But we're going to do something a little different. If you missed the Last Chance Radio on Friday with the Moto Man, he had Colby Raha on there right before Colby went out and just set another world record and just snatched another gold medal from the X Games. And it's cool as hell. That dude's badass, and we are big fans. His videos and all of the, like, Gorilla Street crazy stuff he does on a motorcycle is fun to watch. It is awesome. I love it when he gets together with Ronnie Mack and they do some stuff. Very, very cool. So we're going to run that interview back that Moto Man had with Colby up next. And I got to milk my interviews from Saturday for basically three weeks. You're like, well, it's only two weeks off. Yeah, but then it's the third week till we get a race again. So we've got this week, no race this weekend. Then we got next week, no race next weekend. And then we have the third week, and then we got to get going. And I've got six interviews down from after the races. That is everybody from the podium. Very excited to get to Danger Boy Deegan. That kid put it down. And very excited to talk to Jet Lawrence, as we always do, but we'll do that tomorrow. So I'm going to milk this as long as I can, and I might break into some old interviews as well. Shout out to the greatest news we God, it's on a Moto Minute today, but dude, Eli Tomac is coming back. All that, Eli's retiring, I got it under good authority, that's why Star Racing Yamaha is picking up Cooper Webb, and he's going back home because Eli's just going to ride off in a, yeah, suck a fat one. You hear it in the Moto Minute today, Eli says clear as day, and I love how Eli did it. Every Moto Media douche dork nozzle in the world, including myself, would kill to get that interview with Eli where he says, yeah, no, I'm coming back. I'm I'm training and I'm getting ready. And people would kill for that. He just kind of did it. They were launching uh, Alpine Stars product and they were at Washougal yesterday and Eli was there and they put a microphone in his face. He goes, yeah, I'm out here launching the stuff and, uh, you know, and I'm, my Achilles is good. I'm training. I'm a few weeks ahead of schedule probably. And it looks like I got some racing in my future. There you go. Bam. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Eli is coming back. I say it's going to be the uh, Super Motocross coming after the Motocross season. But Eli's coming back, bitches. Other people got to him afterwards and he talked about how crazy it is seeing Jet do this in his rookie season. And how insane it is that this guy's winning all these motos. And I think that's part of it. I think Eli saw that was like... That wouldn't be happening if I was there. So, shout out to him. Now, uh, besides our Moto interview today, I got a UFO story for that ass. It's interesting. I got dumbasses down under. Australiers, you know I love me the Aussies, even though I tell them stay out of the water and they don't listen to me, and I tell them, you know, be safe, and they don't listen to me. I got a story about dumbasses in Australiers we'll get to, and it's not dumbasses getting eaten by sharks even though that would serve them right, because if they listen to Stretch, they would know better to go to the water. But I got some Kalkine stories. Uh, 
people trying to smuggle across the border. No one has the plan that I have. The plan of me putting cocaine into a backpack and putting Moto Man on the Honda 70 with like a 10-gallon gas tank on it and have him just ride across the border then race through the hills all the way back to the valley. It's the best plan I've ever heard. But no, no one's doing that. These people are all getting caught because they're stupid. So I'll get into one of those. Uh, I've got a Idiots Here in America that we got to talk about on TikTok. I got a What the Florida, because What the Floridas are always fun. There's just all the fun stuff you would come to know and love from the stretch show. And it's all coming your way. But first, Moto Man. And Mr. Colby Raha, gold medal winner of the X Games, coming up next on a Big 4-9. Big 49, it is a stretch show here on a Monday morning. Now, typically, we have an appointment at this time on Monday mornings, and that is we talk to Jet Lawrence because he wins every Saturday. Then on Monday, he is our first interview, and that is not going to happen this week. And here's why. Jet still got the win. He's still undefeated. And we're going to get to Jet Lawrence. Probably tomorrow will be that interview. But uh, this interview I like a lot. And I wanted to give some depth, give some love to Colby Raha, grabbing another X Games gold medal in the quarter pipe, also setting another uh, world record in the quarter pipe. That dude is out of control, crazy, the things he's doing on a motorcycle. He is the next level king of the quarter pipe. And it was really cool that Moto Man got to talk to him on Friday afternoon. If you missed that, we're going to run it right now. It's Colby Raha right here with a Moto Man on the stretch show. Big 49 Radio. It's me, Moto. And I'm on the phone right now with kind of like a superstar, a, a big superstar in freestyle motocross. He was the X Games winner last year, holds the record for the highest jump like ever done I, I don't even think he needs really much of an introduction but i'll give him one anyway i uh, on the phone with me right now i got colby raha hey colby how are you hey what's up man thanks for the kind words i'm doing good dude i mean you are a boss i saw that jump last year that you did over at axel hodges place and i was just like mouth on the floor and then we've been following you for a long time here at the radio station you know, just watching you and your, you know, how you've pretty much not just progressed it, but your videos you do with Ronnie Mack, by the way, awesome. Like, funny. Like, golden. Thank just you. funny, funny stuff. Thank you, man. You're one of those guys that is truly doing the sport a favor. And I, I, I'm not trying to blow sunshine up your ass when I say that. There's, there's a lot of people that do the sport, and then there's a lot of people that are ambassadors of the sport. And I think you're more of not just a doer, but you're an ambassador of it. Yeah, well, thank you, man. I just grew up watching guys like uh, Metzger, Matt Hoffman, um, of course, Deegan and Pastrana. So just kind of following in their old school moto, kind of like their style and their footsteps and uh and that's kind of what I've always wanted to do, and I'm just blessed to be in this position. It's funny. You mentioned Pastrana, and it's really interesting. So you don't really, like, give me that Pastrana vibe, even though your your style is really awesome and you're great, but you have more of that, that Deegan style than I would say Pastrana style. Am I, am I off base on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I actually have a lot of mutual friends with Deegan and just the crew that I kind of got brought up uh, 
in towards like the start of my uh, X Games career, whatever you want to call it. But um, but yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta give a guy like Travis Pastrana respect and look up to him because that guy is just the man, you know. So. But you just have that rock and roll vibe, you know, and like Deegan did. You just have that on the edge all the time, kind of that old school metal militia vibe. And Pastrana yeah. was really good. Don't even get yeah. me wrong there. Like, Pastrana's like a clean cut, super cross racer, like a, you know, just a good American dude from uh, like the East Coast area. And Deegan's more like Southern California moto, like motorcycle culture. It's just like, you know, Harleys and uh, metal. Yep. Rock and roll, kind of like that. So that's kind of where I was grew up around a bunch of dudes like that. So. Wait, it sounds like the Big 49 right there. That's what we do. That's <laughs> <laughs> rad. Yeah, rock and roll, man, all the time. So. You are defending your championship from last year, this year at the X Games. And you're up in Ventura, right? Yep, yep. I won the last two in a row at Axel's. I went head to head with him and was able to pull off that first uh, both times. And I set the record both years, and last year is 49 feet above the top of the quarter pipe. It's a higher contest, so whoever goes the highest wins. And uh, we're going 49 feet above an 18-foot high ramp, so we're close to like 60 or 70 feet in the air. And and uh, it's pretty wild, actually. And this time, it looks like we're going to be going that high again, if not higher, uh, tomorrow at noon. Uh, 12:30. Is the goal for this year because your uncle Ronnie is always coming into town and you're always giving him a bike to ride and you guys are hanging out a lot? Is the goal 69 feet this year? Yeah, dude, I'd, I'd love to go that high, but we're already like full throttle, wide open, uh, off the thing. And I think you know, even getting to 50 feet this year is going to be crazy. But who knows if they put Ronnie Mack in the X teams, maybe he'd go 69 feet. <laughs> I love that. I love that. By the way, uh, I know you've probably heard this a lot, but when you guys went into the Home Depot and did the whole gorilla style jump, I got to buy you lunch. <laughs> yeah, it's always an idea I've had because I'm in and out of Home Depot like four or five times like a week just because I build a lot of my own ramps. I was a framer for a little while, so I kind of like take what I learned in that and build all my ramps now. And, um, Anyways, going into Home Depot all the time, I'm like, dude, it'd be so awesome to set a bunch of two-by-eights up on this cart, put a piece of plywood and some bricks under it, and just come in hot on the moto and just launch this thing and bail before anybody knows what happened. And I've always wanted to do it, but I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do it by myself. And and uh, Ronnie Max like, let's let's uh, let's film, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just do this stunt together. So I brought him in on it. And uh, it's just hilarious. Dude, I mean, you guys just owned that. Like, we watched that here. So I'll, I'll tell you some behind the scenes, not that you need to know that people are talking behind your back or anything. We were covering the motocross races like we do every week here in the studio. One of us just got this bright idea like, dude, Colby Raha just jumped in a Home Depot with Ronnie Mack, and they were doing jumps like in and out of the Home Depot. Yeah. And, and I was like, we got to play that on the air. And we played it on the air, and we were talking about it the whole time. So please don't sue us. That's so funny. And it was just hilarious, man. I was like, dude, that is bad. People, people were just tripping. Like, we ride in there and then turn around and send it. Like, I think we might have gotten the third gear launched. Dude, we were like, went like 80 feet long. By yeah. like over 10 or 12 feet high in the air just through Home Depot. Obviously, like, 
nobody was in our way, and uh, the guy that built our ramp made sure it was safe, so nobody was injured, and we didn't damage anything. So I yeah. doubt they put us charges, but yeah, man, it was just hilarious, and uh, everyone seemed really stoked afterwards. Oh man, I thought that that was one of the best stunts of all time to pull. I mean, granted, <laughs> you've done amazing stunts. I mean, I've I've seen stuff in the LA River. I've seen your jumps in Los Angeles, all over all over Los Angeles. I, I've you know the videos where you go and pick Ronnie up at the airport and he's you know he's passed out on the floor. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you've done great things. But when we got to the Home Depot, I thought this just reminds me so much of my childhood. One of their things that they used to do for fun was they would call the sheriff and and complain that there was dirt bike riders out in the canyon. And then they would get on their dirt bikes and then ride out in the canyon just so they could get in car chases with the cops. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty difficult for a cop to catch you when you're on a dirt bike. I mean, <laughs> a Harley, you can't get up and over curbs that go off-road as quick, but, like, a dirt bike, you could ride upstairs. You could just jump down whatever you want and fail. with a U.E. all quick. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, uh, our, our buddy Scott got nailed um, when he ran out of gas. <laughs> Of course. Which made it even kind of funnier and made the joke even better. What time are you going to be doing your jump tomorrow? Uh, I go on. I I compete at 12.30 noon. Uh, That's what time. And then it's only a 30-minute contest. So I'm guessing you could look up how to watch it on TV or on ESPN, I think it is. Or if not, I know they post everything on YouTube afterwards. So, yeah, that's where you can check it out. And I hear you have a movie coming out that you're doing. We do, yeah. We have a movie where uh, I kind of go, I got an opportunity to go for a long-distance record, kind of like Evil Knievel, but nowadays we're going like over 300, and the record is 425 feet set by our Farville. And um, the movie's just about trying to push the limits of what dudes are doing on dirt bikes nowadays, whether it's in the cities or, you know, fully legal or out in the hills, distance stuff, uh, backflip records. And we set out to tackle all these things and uh, had a really, really gnarly injury where I messed up on the long distance jump and I was able to come back from that. And uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I heard you had a uh, shoulder injury. Yeah, shoulder. I and mean, I ended up breaking my back, my pelvis, and all kinds of bones on that distance wreck. But um, coming back from that, actually, right before X Games last year. So, see all the inside look on how all that goes down. It's pretty gnarly. And we got a bunch of my friends in there, too, some top-level riders. And they break records as well in their own kind of discipline. And, uh, you just get to see kind of where the level of moto is at nowadays. It's actually at a sick, sick level. Wow, I am looking forward to Narnia. When is that going to be coming out? Uh, we actually just finally submitted it and got all the music rights and everything pulled off yesterday, and uh, I think it'll be out in October now, October 20th or something like that. So we'll be posting all about it on all of our social medias, and I'm sure you guys will see it when it uh, goes public. It'll be all over YouTube for movie purchase, uh, Amazon, Prime Video, uh, Hulu. It'll be all over all those things. It's called Narnia, kind of like the Chronicles of Narnia, but uh, more like gnarly. Yes. Uh, you guys will see it. That that's exactly what I had heard. Uh, Narnia is going to be the name of the movie. Colby, it has been awesome catching up with you today and just hanging out and talking to you. By the way, I want to give a big shout out to your sponsor, HYR. Apparently, HYR gave you a bike uh, for the X Games. Yeah, exactly. Yep, those guys are really cool. Uh, basically, just um, they're giving me a bunch of support in order to get to X Games and uh, help with the movie too. 
they're local, Redlands, California. I live right there in Colton, so about ten minutes away. And uh, yeah, those guys are just really cool. It's how the relationship formed, and they hooked me up with a bike and kind of helped me out with parts. So um, they got me all set up to go compete at X Games. And uh, yeah, big shout out to those guys. Yeah, we're gonna try to pull off another win tomorrow. We're looking forward to another win. Thank you for spending a little time this afternoon and talking to us here at the Big 49. Yeah, thank you for having me on. No problem, man. The Man Entertainment Report! This week when they finally announced that the Washington Commanders, a.k.a. the Redskins, were sold to a group of billionaires, including Magic Johnson, one of the first things they said was, a name change is not off the table, because no one likes the Commanders. It sounds stupid. I don't think they're going to go back to the Redskins, but they'll probably have a name change in their very near future. Over the weekend at the Orange County Fair, there was a fight that broke out, and it included Machine Gun Kelly, who was there with his girlfriend Megan Fox. They were getting off a ride, there were two dudes waiting, they see Megan Fox, and one of them says, like, damn, that is a effing fine-ass-looking lady. Something to that effect, which pissed off Machine Gun Kelly, who then punched the guy in the face. It's cute that that guy thinks he's tough. He weighs about 137 pounds, and any actual real-sized man would snap him in half. However, he was there with a bodyguard and jumped in quickly after the guy punched him back, and he's lucky he didn't get his scrawny little ass beat. Something actually exciting happened in golf on the live broadcast. Happened Friday at the Open Championship, a golfer named John Rahm, he's sitting there getting ready to make his putt. You know how the announcers suck balls and they whisper like anyone can hear them? Okay, we're getting ready for the putt. Well, guess what? When the putt didn't go in, the golfer screamed the F word really loud and it clearly went over the air and now they're kind of like, what do we do? Well, we don't do anything because when people screw up, they curse. These golf idiots need to stop whispering. Maybe it would have covered it up a little better. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4-9. It's a Stretch show on a Monday morning. Man, it's hot as balls, isn't it? It's like hot by 8 o'clock in the morning now. And granted, I don't have much to complain about. It's been pretty amazing in my house. And I had, on Saturday, not really a sunny day. The uh, marine layer kicked in all day. And it was beautiful in my house on Saturday. I mean, beautiful like in the 70s. It was nice. And I know if I'd have left home and gone two miles inland, I would have been in balls-ass heat like everybody else. So that's why I was also busy as hell, because everybody came over here to escape the heat. It was a good day to do it on Saturday. Sunday, not so much. The sun came out, and it got pretty warm, but not as warm as the valley, like where the radio station is. All right, let's get into this story We know that on Wednesday, bright and early Pacific time, there will be a hearing in Washington with the House Oversight Committee and some UFO witnesses. And they got big witnesses. But we found out some more news since we found out the exact time of that. And we know, remember, they have Grush, the whistleblower that says we've got a fleet of UFOs and dead aliens. Uh, We also have two of the U.S. pilots from like the Tic Tac video and that stuff who are coming up. These are big, very reputable UFO witnesses that are going to be speaking at the hearing on Wednesday. Now, there was an interview with uh, Burchett. He is the Republican congressman out of Tennessee. 
And he says that the Pentagon's been making inquiries into people, and they've had some of their people back out. Now, not the three. The three they're starting with on Wednesday are all going in. Those dudes are so high level that I feel like they have to do it. It, it. At this point, if they pulled out, you would know they were being influenced by shady people within the government, and they have to go forward with it. Those three dudes. But they say NASA pulled out. Where do you think NASA got heat from? NASA got heat from the Pentagon. They're like, don't show up at those freaking hearings. And they're like, you want to get your funding cut? You know, we'll go private in no time. We'll have freaking Elon Musk and uh, freaking Bezos the douche, all those guys. That, that They'll be running your program, so screw you. And believe me, they fell in line. So NASA pulled out. Some of the witnesses have already pulled out. And that shows you there's meddling going on at the highest level behind the scenes by the government and by unseen forces and unknown forces within the government. And I think within the Pentagon. And they are cracking down on people and there's people pulling out of this thing. And remember, there's whistleblower laws now where it's okay for these people to come forward and they can't be prosecuted. But that doesn't mean if the Pentagon says, hey, you got a nice kid, be ashamed if something happened to your kid. Like that kind of crap has been happening for decades and decades and decades in UFO witness cases. And I believe it's still happening. Our government is shady as F. It's funny to look at Russia being the enemy and China being the enemy, and they are. They're our enemy. You know who else is our enemy? The effing Pentagon. The United States government is not a friend of the people. They are doing their own thing the way they want to, and it's F you. You're just footing the bill. Shut up and suck it. And I'm with these freaking the House Oversight Committee. They're like, this has got to stop. This is a load of crap, but... The fact that we've got witnesses pulling out at this late in the game shows you there is some meddling going on. Now they're saying, like, they have to go forward. Grusha's testimony alone will be the biggest, most important thing to ever happen in the UFO world ever. Ever, ever. That guy's testimony. And he swears he's not seen anything, that he's had stuff reported to him. So, gonna be really interesting. And then you've got these other guys that see craft. These guys are the fighter pilots, Navy fighter pilots, these dudes were. These dudes flew the most advanced aircraft in the world and were really effing good pilots. And they saw stuff and said, yeah, that's not man-made. They know it. And they're gonna speak to the committee as well. So, Wednesday's gonna be great. After Wednesday, I don't know what's gonna happen. And I think... If it swings the needle at all, uh, you know, back towards more interest from the public, there's powers that be that do not want this moving forward. And they do not want this out there. And they are doing everything they can to stop it. And I I have a feeling if we get a lot more interest after whatever happens on Wednesday, more people are going to pull out because they're going to really start putting the heat on people. And at the same time, uh, we can have everything so far has been a wet blanket toss. We get our hopes up, we get all excited. UFO report, it's nothing. And uh, 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 Bruchette even said, he said they would get these idiots in from the Pentagon, and basically they would have two answers I don't know, or that's classified. Well, that's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Congress should know. 
Granted, I get not telling us them that's as in the, you know, general population, but Congress should at least know. They're the ones writing the checks for your crap. So, pretty crazy. Can't wait. This could be a historic week, and maybe we'll know something by Wednesday night, so I'll have something on Thursday morning on the stretch show. Let's hope so. All right, coming up next, let's get into dumbasses down under. It makes me feel better about America because we got dumbasses every... We got states filled with dumbasses. I'm looking at you, Florida. But we're going to go dumbasses down under. Australia's. It's it's deja vu of something going on in America here. A little different, but we'll talk about this one next. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saturday at Washougal, there was a race within the race, and that was the highest placing two-stroke was going to walk away with 15 grand, and it looked like it was going to be Carson Brown's to lose because the guy came out on a two-smoker, tore it up in the first moto, looked really good, but in the second moto, didn't have as strong of a finish as he did in the first ended up getting the overall win because he's really awesome. Carson Brown is no freaking joke, but he did say he didn't bring any food or water and his body was shutting down on him in the second moto. That's why he had the lackluster results in the second moto, but it was still uh, good enough for the overall win. So congratulations to our friend Carson Brown on bringing home some cash from Washougal on the two-stroke shootout. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, here we go. Time to go down under one of my favorite places in the world, even though I've never been there. But I love me, the Aussies. The Aussies are down. But the Aussies are, they're very American. What they remind me of is, is uh, maybe they're my people because they're like rednecks. I think Canadians are the same way. I think Canadians, I always say, are rednecks with a different accent. For the most part, at least the good ones. And I think the same goes for uh, Aussies, too. They got a little redneck in them. And that's my people. So, let's get into this story. And this is a very redneck thing to do, don't get me wrong. But I'm not going to say rocket scientist and redneck go hand in hand. Pretty rare you find a rocket scientist redneck. Outside of uh, Dr. Travis from... Uh, Skinwalker Ranch. He's from Alabama. And he's a rocket scientist. All smart and stuff. It's crazy. Let's get into this story. We're going to go down under now. And there is a problem down under where people and they're tourists. They're Australian tourists from Australia. And they go to a certain part of Australia's and they see the the dingoes, the wild dogs. Uh, basically, it's the Aussie version of a coyote. They don't have coyotes. They have dingoes. They're packs of wild dogs. And they do, like, coyote stuff. They attack, and they kind of look... They look like a mix of a German shepherd and a coyote. That's what they look like, the, the dingoes. Well, what do you think happens when there's dingoes around? A little pack of dingoes. Well... Dumbass tourists want to go up and take a selfie. Selfie taking tourists. That's what's going on. It's the same crap that happens uh, with the buffalo here, or the wild bison here in America 
at the national parks where they've got them out and they're like, hey, stay away. Those things got horns and they're really aggressive and they will F you up. They kind of have a beef with uh, white people basically too. Just so you know, for the slaughter of all their ancestors. So you might want to stay away from them. And what happens? Every day we hear about some idiot up at Yellowstone or freaking in Wyoming or somewhere getting freaking blasted by a damn bison. Well, the same thing's going on down in Australia with dingoes. And they now are handing out $1,500 fines for idiots taking pictures with dingoes. There's one lady. I'm looking at the picture right now. There's a pack of baby dingoes. Do you know what baby dingoes have? A mama dingo. You know what a mama dingo will do if she sees you with with her babies? She will F you up is what she will do. And anyway, there's these little baby dingoes laying on the ground. And she lays down on the ground and takes a selfie with these sleeping dingoes all around her head. Like a complete idiot. So the park rangers are writing $1,500 tickets saying it's extremely dangerous uh, dangerous and a bad decision to interact with the native wild dogs down in Australia's because you get your face bit off. And, and they will kill like a, you know, a toddler, just like in America, like a coyote, they will kill a child or a toddler if they get a chance. They'll damn sure eat your dog or your cat or your pet. Yeah, so they say the images of these people going around and they talk about all the people who've been hurt just this year. Uh, South Wales woman was lying down next to the pack of sleeping dingo pups. She's the idiot that got the $1,500 ticket. Another tourist, a 25-year-old from Queensland, appeared in a selfie video posted on social media. This is the best one. She's got her back to the dingo that is hair up, growling and snarling at her, and she's getting close to it for the selfie. And they're saying uh, the the real name, they call them dingoes, but the wongari is what they call them. That's the technical name. They say what that what that wongari there's uh, distributing is not playful behavior. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Go on about your business and don't F with the dingoes. Say a 23-year-old woman was hospitalized with serious injuries while she was jogging on Monday and got attacked by a pack of dingoes. Big piece of her arm missing and puncture wounds all on her legs. And she was just jogging. She wasn't trying to take a selfie with them. And then there was a six-year-old girl recently put in the hospital by dingoes. It's all bad news. Don't F with the dingoes. Don't go down under and be the stupid American that gets effed up by a pack of dingoes because you're stupid. Because we'll disown you. And the Aussies won't want you then. They'll be like, no one wants that idiot. Bob's your uncle. All right. Let's get into stupid people in America next. How about that? Where could I go find stupid people in America? I don't know. I bet it's Florida. I bet it's Florida. I bet I feel a fistful of Florida coming on. Get into this coming up. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. A lot of times after a big national event, the local track will have another function the next day. So a lot of the big moto gear companies and all the booths and vendor row and all that stuff will stay put. And that's what happened in Washougal yesterday. And Alpine Stars was out there promoting their new line of gear. And they had all their big stars out there, including Eli Tomac, who had this to say. I've just been working on physical therapy, getting this Achilles back to... Uh what I think is going to be 100%. Uh, so far, it's going really well. I'd say I'm a few weeks ahead of, of ahead of protocol. So um, for me, it's, it's been 
great, uh, great recovery so far. I think uh, there's more racing in my future. Stop the presses. Did King Eli just say there's more racing in my future? As in, I'm not done? Yeah, later on, he went on to say how crazy it is sitting there watching Jet do what he's doing. And I think that's fired Eli up to get out there and be like, there's no way that rookie would be doing that if I was there. I can't wait to see what happens when Eli gets back. I'm guessing it will be for the Super Motocross season. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It's a Stretch Show. Happy freaking Monday. Once again, shout out to Colby Raha for getting down, getting the gold medal. If you missed that interview, uh, we replayed an interview from Moto Man on Friday. I'll rerun it again the final hour of the Stretch Show. Right now, we're going to go down under in America. We're going to find some dumbasses. Or a dumbass. This story's about a dumbass. This one's not to be laughed at, but... She's so Florida. I'm like, well, here we go. Hialeah, Florida. A man was arrested on drug charges. His name is Michael Tuttle. He's homeless, but frequently he goes and visits his mom, and he uses the internet at his mom's Hialeah apartment. And he got popped for uh, methamphetamine. You know, that's a thing. Well... They bring him in. He's going down. According to the arrest report, they've been investigating Tuttle since 2018. Now, once they got him in, uh, this is how they got onto him for his other crimes. He tried to bargain with the officers uh, after they discovered a whole bunch of child pornography on his computer. Tuttle's been reported for uploading child pornography on several internet platforms, such as Microsoft Bing, Instagram, Google, and Tumblr. Detectives wrote in the report, since 2018, the investigation revealed he's created accounts using variations of his birth date. That's a smart one. And variations of his name. He's always Michael, too, by the way. A search warrant to one of the reported accounts showed a selfie of Tuttle and other... Uh, information inside of the account reported for child pornography so he has all these accounts and he puts child porn up there and then they got him talking to like 10 14 year old girls trying to get him to send him naked photos and then he would send them naked photos so now the cops get him and once they get him they realize oh god this is our child porn guy so they go and they pick him up on a random drug charge and they're like, we, we got this guy. And then they realize it's the porn guy. So they bring him in and they say, all right, you know, start talking. What's going on here? And he's like, all right, if you drop the porn charges, I'm going to give you guys the name of my uh, methamphetamine drug dealer. So he rats out his drug dealer trying to get away. And they're like, yeah, that's not going to work. Like you're going, you're child pornography. You're going down. Said he had numerous files of children, including babies, being raped or made to pose sexually. They described 15 of the files, including a clip of a woman sexually abusing a baby, along with photos and videos depicting girls aged 7 to 12. I hope this guy gets old Sparky the electric chair. He also traded child sexual abuse material on Instagram. 
By the way, I have heard the people that run the filters on Instagram, besides being massive a-hole douchebags that will delete your account for saying don't get vaccinated, freaking assholes, uh, those people get like trauma because they see such sick and disgusting stuff that people load. Like seven-year-olds being sexually abused and crap like that. Like people try to post that crap on Instagram. Yeah. Say in one instance, uh, authorities caught him messaging someone saying, hi, I would love to trade uh, with you. I like young girls. My age is between three and 14. And then he described a specific sex act and type of perpetrator he enjoyed viewing. Yeah, this guy's a piece of crap. Let's hope he never sees the light of day again and they kill him or they just put him in jail. And then the drug dealers he ratted out to try to get away, uh, take care of him behind bars. That'd be perfect world. This is the kind of person there's no empathy for. There's no like, ah, he could be rehabilitated. No, he can't. He needs to be put down like a wild dingo. That's what he needs to be put down. All right. So now I've got dumbasses in Australia's. A disgusting criminal dumbass in Florida. And now I'm going to go over to the United Kingdom. I'm going to give you some dung, dumb asses. I said dung asses. <laughs> uh, over in the UK, and I'll tell you what they're doing. It's fun. They're going to get in trouble if they succeed in what they're trying to do, but we'll talk about this next. Dumbassery. It's everywhere. It's the big 49. Oh, talking about cocaine. I got some dumbasses. Uh, they, they, they're not doing this right. I got two cocaine stories today. This is my first one. This one's coming out of uh, the UK. So here's what happened. Over in Ireland. Recently, the tide went out. And in the morning, there was a huge package, like a hay bale. Sitting on the beach, and guess what it was? Cocaine. That's right, cocaine. That's what it was. An area called Donegal. And, you know, story got out, went all around. Hey, man, they got cocaine washing up on the beaches in Donegal along this farmer's property. He saw it, said, I don't know what this is, called the authorities. It was four million pounds of cocaine. And all in all, two huge bales weighing up to 60 kilograms. And nobody knows what that is because those morons do metrics over in the UK for whatever reason. Get with it. Be like America. Remember they tried to tell us we were going to be doing metrics by the time we were adults. And it's the way of the world. Yeah, F you. We never change. You know why? We're Americans. We're not changing. We're not going the way of, the, of you Euro bastards. No. You should go our way. But anyway, 60 kilograms of cocaine is apparently a lot. If it weighs 4 million pounds or costs 4 million pounds. So as the news spread, now the farmer's like, man, he sees he's at his house getting ready to go to bed. And, you know, here's the sheep stirring. And he looks out there and he sees people with torches down on the beach. 
You guessed it. All the local kids are out there looking for bales of cocaine. They're like, oh, more are coming. We got two. There'll be more. So now they're going up and down the beach at night on private property where they're trespassing, looking for cocaine. Hay bales of cocaine, trying to get a big four million pound score. I would say, here's the problem. If you get it, either the people that put it there are going to come looking for you or the authorities or both. So moral of the story, don't mess with cocaine. It's bad news. Especially when it's not your cocaine. If you're slinging it and you did a legit business transaction with bad people like I plan on doing, allegedly, then you can do it. But if you're going to go do it on your own and freelance and try to steal 4 million pounds of cocaine from somebody, you're going to have a problem. It's a lot of money. 4 million pounds, probably about 5.5 million bucks. It's a lot of cash. People don't like losing that much cash. Bad things happen when they do. And if you're the guy they lost it to, they're going to come for you. I'm just saying. Moral of the story, don't be a dumbass and uh, try to go out looking for bales of cocaine. And if you find them, just go ahead and call the police and stay out of it so you don't get killed. It's like a public service announcement. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. In an earlier Moto Minute, I told you that Eli Tomac was out at Washugal on Sunday for the Alpine Stars gear event. And he said, you know, that Achilles is getting better and he's looking to coming back to racing, which was really, really cool. But I got to tell you, people were freaked out because Eli was out there wearing gear. He was wearing riding gear. It looked like Eli's on a bike. Like, what the F is going on? But it was only for publicity photos and for the launch of the gear. It was not Eli on a motorcycle. He's not that far along in the recovery yet. But I have to tell you, if you were a fan, and unbeknownst to anyone, you see Eli Tomac walking around Washuga with riding gear on, I would say you would crap your pants. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it's a stretch show. Alright, we're gonna go back to dumbassery. Here's what's weird. How stupid are people? Like, I see the story and I'm like, really? Dumbasses believe this and they do it? I guess it's a way of thinning the herd, uh, you know? Getting rid of the stupid people? Natural selection, I guess? It's the only thing I can think of. Man, my music was loud. I turned it down. Offspring getting down on us. So let's get into this. It's a doctor. And it's like, wow, the, the fact that we had to waste this poor doctor's time is alarming in itself. But the doctor says uh, about once a month or so or twice a month, she finds herself debunking viral social media trends that could jeopardize people's health. And she's got to come out and say, hey, man, this isn't real. These people are tricking you. Don't do this. You could end up dead or in the hospital or ill. Don't do it. Here's the latest one. Uh, people insisting on TikTok that they just get a little borax, you know, soap, and the powdery substance found in laundry detergent, borax, and they... Mix it in with a little water and they drink it up. Yeah, they say it's great. 
Now, Borax has been banned in U.S. food products, but these TikTok people are saying, oh, no, no, you just put a little bit into your water and it reduces inflammation and gets rid of joint pain. And by the way, you know, if a little's good, a lot's better. Yeah. They say it's like soaking in a Borax bathtub can detoxify the body. And they several influencers with hundreds of thousands of followers doing this. And now you've got hundreds of thousands of idiots drinking water with borax in it. They say, just for the record, they use it to kill ants and cockroaches. Yeah, you should drink it. Dumbasses. Yeah. They got another doctor who's a toxicology physician uh, who comes out and says, yeah, we routinely write articles for the Sinner's website that correct the record about dangerous fads from TikTok. She said borax can cause stomach irritation, potentially result in blue-green vomit or diarrhea if ingested. Over time, it can cause anemia and seizures. She said that soaking in borax could cause rashes that make the skin appear as bright pink, uh, almost looking like a boiled lobster, and then your skin will start to fall off. They say there's nothing, nothing to support the use of borax in humans for inflammation or reduction of oxidative stress or anything like that. That this is all just made up crap that people just say, hey, let's try this. Or, hey, I'm gonna eat a Tide Pod. Like, what the F, man? Stupid is, man, on, stupid lives on TikTok. They say there's also some social media hype about the weight gain supplement, uh, Aptamin suggest that people can uh, get like like lose weight and, and they say this one's bad for your heart and does all kinds of, there's just there's all these things out there it's all bad 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 there's another one they're saying don't do right now with the smelling salts they say the smelling salts can be poisonous when done incorrectly or if you do it a lot or over a long period of time all these things that are idiots are doing because they see it on TikTok I'm going to start a trend on TikTok where if you see Moto Man, you kick him in the nuts, then that would be a great trend. But don't drink Borax, please, for the love of God. I know none of you are that stupid. I'm Stretch. This is insane. Stupid people. You know what we're going to do next? We're going to go back to cocaine. I got another cocaine story. This is about smuggling it into America from Mexico. They got caught, which means they weren't very good. Yeah, we'll get into this one next. This is the Big 49. Big, 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 the Big 49 Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ. Saturday at Washugal, star racing Yamaha's rookie Hayden Deegan did something no one's done in the 250 class this season. He turned in a 1-1 performance and he gets the overall win. As dominant as Hunter Lawrence has been, he's typically not been very good in the first moto and then comes out and usually wins the second moto. And that's how it's gone so far this year. Not only did Deegan come out and turn in a statement win 1-1, but he did something at the end of that second moto that was insane. When everyone was turning in about 218-219 lap times because A, it was the second moto and everyone was beat to hell and the track was worn out and the shadows were everywhere and the track was slippery, Hayden 
Jordan turned in a 2.15. It was about four seconds faster than anybody else on the track, and that allowed him to pull away and absolutely seal the deal on the 1-1 performance. And it's very impressive the things this guy is doing in his rookie season. Can't wait to see what happens to him the rest of his career. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it's a stretch show on a Monday. I got more stories for that ass. Uh, before I get into my next story, though, I got to tell you guys, I feel so bad for all the people on the show uh, Heels, which is on Stars, and it will debut season two this uh, Friday night on Stars, if you got the app. And that show stars uh, my son. My son is uh, Big Jim on that show, and they recorded it a while ago, and then the network was being sold or something, I don't know, but they, they held it for a long time. And now they finally get their release date, and then the actor strike is going on, and I'm not kidding, they can't even tweet about it. Like, my son can't say, hey, check out the thing, and I'm looking at stars, like I follow stars because of the show, because my son's on it, and I like the show, it's a good show. If you're a dude, it's a wrestling show, like a, about fake wrestling, about a small league out of Georgia, and they do some good ass wrestling. If you like wrestling, they got good ass wrestling, and I've liked wrestling since I was a little kid. And then my son was a huge fan, and we used to go to all the WWE whenever they came into LA. We would always go, and we've just been wrestling fans forever. Now my son's on this show, and now I can't even talk about it. And I'm not kidding. He, if he sends a tweet, he'll be in trouble with the union. So they can't promote anything, they can't do anything, but I can, and I'm uh, I'm his dad. I'm like, really would love for the show to do well. Hopefully they get a season three out of it. But if you are uh, a fan of wrestling, and it's like a dude drama, and one of those shows. There's shows that are like drama that are like dudes, but it's a wrestling show, and they're brothers, and they fight. And it's, it's cool. Like, I like this show a lot, so check it out. Season uh, two coming this week, and no one can talk about it, and the only way to promote it's on social media. You'll see it in our thread a lot this week because I'll see things and I'll share it to our story. But that's why you're like, why stretch promoting this? Is he getting paid to do this? Nah, it's my son's show, and he can't do anything. None of the stars of the show, like the, the, the biggest star of the show, can't do anything. No one can do anything because of the strike. So, so I feel bad for them because it's it is a really good show. Like I, I like it. Uh, He's done all kinds of shows, but this I would say my favorite shows my son's done is uh, Justified, which was on FX. He was on a season of that as a bad guy. And then now this is the second season of Heels, and I, I like this show a lot. So Motoman likes it too. It's a good show. So it's coming this week. Check it out on the Stars Network or the Stars app if you got it. All right, now let's go back to Kohai. This one coming at the border, coming out of Texas. Customs officials encountered a pickup truck. It rolled through. And in the back of the truck, just four huge wheels of cheese. And you're like, well, that's weird. And it's cheese. Shouldn't that be refrigerated? Like you just got rolls of cheese in the back of a pickup truck? They say something's not right. Pull over there. So then they get the wheels of cheese out. And you guessed it, cocaine. Now they weren't cocaine wheels, 
but they did find 17.8 pounds of cocaine inside the wheels of cheese. So these massive wheels of cheese just basically, they molded the cheese around the cocaine. A 22-year-old driver, a U.S. citizen, who legally declared the cheese, uh, he's going to face charges for trying to smuggle into America. He's lucky he's getting caught on the American side not going to Mexican prison. They say smugglers try all different kinds of way to conceal their contraband. Uh, they bring drugs into the United States and car batteries, gas tanks, drones sewn into the seat. They've seen it all. But I tell you, rolls of cheese were like, that's probably a new one. And there's some good Mexican cheeses. Mexico's got their own kind of cheese and it's pretty good stuff. Remember when there was a scare though and it got poisoned and killed a bunch of people? I remember that. Mexican cheese was killing people and they had to yank it off the shelves. There was like panic. It was like the Tylenol thing, but it wasn't being tainted. It was just, I maybe they hauled it over in a pickup truck or something is what happened to it back in the day. But yeah, Mexican cheese is good, but when you see it in the back of a truck and it's not refrigerated, you're like, this is weird. And you x-ray it and see kilos of cocaine inside the wheels. That'll, that'll get you. You're going to go to jail for a while. I'm telling you, giant backpack, Honda 70 hopped up to a 250 with a gigantic gas tank on it and just ride like the wind through the desert. Desert racing. We might put an XR500 motor into the, the Honda 70. Small, more getting a small bike because better gas mileage, less weight. And we're using Motoman because he's he's tiny. Motoman's little. He's a little mofo. And he's a ginger, so he doesn't need a headlight. Because they glow at night. I don't know if you're aware of that. Gingers glow at night. So if we put Moto on the 70 with the 25-gallon gas tank and a backpack filled with kilos of cocaine, he can just ride it and he'll just glow. Granted, they see him, but he's going to outride him. That's the thing. He's going to just through the desert. It's going to be great. I'm Stretch. Coming up next, Colby Raha on the 49. Oh, boy. Time to get up out of here. It is lunchtime for the fat man. 24 more shows to go for the stretch I re, and then it is done zoed. That's a long ass time. That's more than a month. It's like got five weeks. I'm like, I, I feel like I quit here like three months ago. It's been the longest six, seven, eight weeks, whatever of my life. I'm like, my God. Yeah, well, anyway, stretch a re show coming to an end. We're going to change things up here on the 49. I'm going to ride off into. Radio Hack Retirement. It's going to happen. See who's going to do the moto interviews and all that stuff. It'll still continue. 49 is still going to be your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Nothing will change. Nothing will change but the time. I promise you that. And I may pop in once in a while, but I'm going to take a good long time to do nothing for a while. Ah, oh, joy peace and relaxation. I'm serious. Knowing I'm done is the only thing keeping me going right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Knowing I am done is the only thing keeping me moving along. Because if not, I think I would have jumped off the roof by now. I gotta go get my lunch on and get my fat man rest on and come back tomorrow and give you another show because that's what I do. I'm gonna grind until I don't grind no more. I thank you for listening. Please tell everyone you know. Check us out on 
Instagram. Instagram's on fire right now. We're about 125,000 people in this month. Somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, subscribers growing. Uh, subscribers, followers growing every every day. Like the Instagram's really taken off in the last four weeks. That makes me happy too. I'm happy uh, to roll out on the 49 with things in good hands. And we have got that. So... Things are looking good. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Go check out all my stupid videos I post every day. And then I'll be back here tomorrow morning, 3 a.m. Pacific time. We'll carry this bitch to noon like we do every day. So until that time, my friends, God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America.